I'm Scott Blakeman, getting through this in New York, New York. And I'm Tom Saunders in California's Pacific Palisades. And Scotty, as you and our loyal listeners know, these days my home is actually a Chateau Poulet-Chat, where I alone serve at the pleasure of Oliver, my cat and my overseer. Uh, but often his majesty is in repose, sleeping. So what am I to do with my time off, you may wonder. Well, Scotty, thanks to our wonder phones of the future, I can travel to India and join, at least visually and audially, join my wife in Dharamshala in the foothills of the Himalayas, where she bravely resists wild dogs and aggressive monkeys. And of course, I also join our podcast listeners in thrilling to the daring do of the Ponce de Leon of the new urban reverse migration, one Mr. Scott Blakeman. Well, Tommy, last night I took a magical walk along the Fifth Avenue, the elegant and stately boulevard of wealth, culture, and public parks. The sidewalks were lively and energetic, and I saw several people dressed, dressed to the nines in their Saturday evening attire. Others carried the shopping bags of fine retailers and skipped happily through the streets with their new purchases. And on Madison <laughs> Avenue, no longer the headquarters of advertising, but still buzzing with many restaurants with imaginative outdoor seating areas that accommodated a well-heeled and very happy crowd of diners. In fact, Madison Avenue was more lively now than ever since the expanded outdoor dining pavilions brought life onto the sidewalks and spaces formerly used for street parking. Tommy, last night I rediscovered a route I have taken many times over the years, but this time it was special and more thrilling than ever. Scotty, <clears throat> this armchair traveler is quivering with excitement, but I'm glad you and your listeners cannot see me quiver. I would get self-conscious and maybe I would stop quivering <laughs> and I enjoy it. But that hasn't happened, and the quivering continues. And just to let us, our listeners, know what we're talking about here, if you find your nerves pinging with excitement that it causes your muscles to tense and even vibrate, don't be alarmed. You may simply be quivering with excitement at Scott's tales of the city in the middle of these historic times. Scotty, that brings me to an uncomfortable question. Do you fear your exciting stories might cause someone to over-quiver? And later, the quivering could be triggered just by recalling your thrilling exploits. Well, Tommy, uh, scientists have actually found that just as one cannot overcharge a cell phone battery, there is no over-quivering response in the body that can be harmful in any way. Now, I can see that this is speculative science, since I haven't actually done any research on this topic. But I do urge our listeners to, as the kids say, go with the flow when you experience any form of quivering excitement. Well, Scotty, that's, that's uh, 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 going to come to a relief to our listeners who may be uh, almost alarmed at how much they've been quivering at your, uh, <laughs> with excitement at, at your, your tales of people uh, once dressed to the nines. That, that, uh, uh, I, I found that a, an exciting use of a, of a, a familiar phrase, dressed to the nines. And I'm not sure, uh, again, where it comes from uh, exactly. Uh, or and, and is it okay if they're dressed to the eights or would, the sevens? And why or, not a ten? So it's interesting how they settled in at nine. And that's yep. something I will research. But Because that's one thing that, first of all, as we've talked about many times on the show, the whole style of dress in these last seven months, sweatpants, casual attire. And this particularly struck me, a well-heeled family 
well-dressed, going off perhaps to the Pierre Hotel or somewhere or perhaps outdoor dining. And it, uh, you know, it's funny. And also the same people who maybe in a different time, Tommy, I would look at going, oh, these wealthy people, they're pretentious, they're out of touch. I was thrilled to see them being so happy because those are the ones, Tommy, who theoretically fled the city. Well, maybe they did before, but they're back, Tommy, and they're enjoying a fine meal and drink. Wow. Scotty, that's a, that is news indeed, because a lot of us imagine New York as being this sort of post-apocalyptic hellscape, uh, abandoned only to road warrior uh, gangs. And uh, you're saying, no, these are families dressed to the nines and enjoying outdoor dining. Now, I actually love the idea of outdoor dining. I've always urged uh, uh, uh New York and uh, to um, eliminate traffic from its seat and wa- uh, streets and widen the boulevard, yeah. the, the sidewalk part of the streets as they do in Europe. And so that you have every place has outdoor dining uh, as an option yeah. always. Well, Tommy, once now, again, you were the pioneer because uh, that is has been adopted and, and, and supposedly will continue throughout the winter months, I guess, obviously with heaters and the portable heaters we've uh, invented on the show. So, and it is, it is very European. Exactly right. A lot of streets are closed off. Also parking spaces are been taken over. And like, as I said, Madison Avenue walking last night was much more lively than it's ever been. That's amazing. Than it's ever been. Ever been. It is true that Madison Avenue up in the, up in the eighties, seventies, sixties of people outside of New York, New York might not realize this, that the, it was the, or it may still be the, the, most uh, ex- expensive shopping street. Yes, uh, it was where Barney's was before it went bankrupt, and and all the the most fashionable stores. It, it wasn't Fifth Avenue. That was where the most, um, that was where the big chains took over. Yeah. But the big chain stores. But Madison Avenue was the chicest street. I say was because I don't know. Is it oh, still still is still it's have all lot shops? Yeah, of, of everything is still there and. I, you know, are they open? Yeah, they they're open. Operate? They're open. And, uh, you know, they're they opened a while ago. And so I don't know. You know, you always wonder that actually, even in normal times, you would walk by these small boutique places and no one was ever in there. And somebody would always say all they need is one person to buy one thing. And they're set for the day because it's so expensive. So, yeah, I think that's still the case. And uh, but there was definitely street traffic. So those stores are perfect for the pandemic. Yeah. The stores where they only need to sell one <laughs> item per day and they've made their nut as they say in the business yeah. uh, or uh, in some of those cases one item per year uh, <laughs> right, right. Well, well, well they are well, so yeah it literally close up and they go well, uh, today was this was a good year i worked only three days because mm-hmm. it took three days to sell it. one day <laughs> Before i, I could shut six, down for the rest of i the worked year. six months yeah i don't know what accent <laughs> i'm doing but but uh so, so but 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 what you're saying is that these are the ideal stores for the uh pandemic because uh, one at a time shopping is is all that's necessary. Or, you just need one customer a day. Essentially, so. that's what they do normally. You never have crowds yes, of people. That, normally, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So, so uh, uh, this is a, this is news too that that because there's a lot of talk about how retail has been hammered. It was hammered before the pandemic because of Amazon, and and then afterwards, the it just was the coup de gras of. Uh, of of re, uh, retail being hammered yeah. by reality. And it's still off. But You're I'm... saying that that this actually is a is a rare bright spot well, in the otherwise dark I, story I, in retail. I do see. I, I think so. I think those places are doing well. They're without you know certainly in, in Walmart places like that and 
Amazon, of course, doing very well. But I just I do feel like you're not being a shill for New York or just some PR thing. But I mean, I can't think I moved back at a good time because I heard, obviously, in March, April, May, most people stayed at home. But in my local neighborhood, it buzzes with uh, activity. And then this walk from 95th Street and all the way down to uh, 52nd and 5th along Fifth Avenue, it just really uh, did not have that feeling of, oh, this is kind of weird. It used to be, it really just felt, I think this is how it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, actually, Scotty, there, it's interesting in the New York Times today, there is an article I'm looking for uh, about people moving back to this young people. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're looking a little bit uh, uh, out of range for the paper, but the, uh, yeah, well, that's the latest. The new article in the Times is uh, new with article. The state on the Times. Sorry about that, Scotty. That we yep. uh, had a little problematic uh, uh, phoning on this end, but yeah, uh, that it, it. Of course, you were way ahead of every. We, I should say, were yes. way ahead of everyone. Um, and uh, well, because the new, <laughs> as you say, the today's Times real estate on the mend and. You know, you hear all these stories. Everyone was leaving. And the truth was some people who were going to leave soon sped up their departure of the suburbs. Uh, but it really has not been this. And again, seeing the people I saw last night, those are the ones who were supposedly in their second homes. And some of them still may be, but many of them are back. And, uh, you know, it's not back completely, but I think it's certainly uh, on its way. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I also wonder about the the uh, outdoor dining in the winner, Scotty. Yes. Um, we talk about people bringing uh, the the portable heat lamp. Um, are are you seeing people selling portable heat lamps <laughs> on the street? Uh, and and if not, are are um, restaurant goers prepared for the cold winter months? Well, uh, you know, because we came up with the portable heat lamp thing, so there's a, usually a two-week lag between when we come up with it, or three weeks from when it appears in the New York Times, but uh, well, all the diners last night, because it was a lovely evening, it was about 68, 70 degrees. Right, it's uh, perfect, perfect uh, weather now. Yeah. I guess I'm looking down the road, I'm saying it's perfect now. What about the cold winter months? Yeah, and, uh, right. Um, well, and I wonder... And, and actually, though, in reality, is there I mean, I, I think they probably could do something like what uh, L.A. does in the winter months. Uh, they have outdoor dining, but they have these these big sort of uh, heat lamps, yeah. right? That, 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 that yeah. They haul out and, yeah. they, and people use them. How many heat lamps would it require in New York during the cold winter months or heaven forbid, Chicago? You know, would it be a heat lamp per table or a heat lamp per customer? Well, not per uh, customer, no, because I've, I've experienced the heat lamp experience. What I'm, I propose, Tommy, is merging uh, beauty salons with restaurants, uh, whereby a woman or man who is goes in to have their hair, you know, dried at a certain point, that could double as a heater for the table. Also, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That is an interesting thing. So may, maybe that's what we do is we're t- we we kind of it scotty this is a, <laughs> there's so many things right with what, with what you just said uh, that i almost feel i i'm i'm praying that somebody from harvard business school is listening so we can get this in the next issue of the harvard business school quarterly yeah. because this is hu- hugely uh, uh significant what you're saying is these are two 
seemingly separate categories of businesses uh, that can team up to become profitable so that we don't just constantly think of restaurants as just places where we eat. We think of them as places where we go and get our hair done <laughs> yeah. while we eat. Yeah, because a lot of times there's this time you have to kill getting under the lamp. It's saving time. Yeah. So this saving, saving uh, and, and you get the effect of the heat from your ha- the hair dryer yeah. uh, while you eat <laughs> during the cold winter months when the snow is blowing and you're eating outside on famed Madison Exactly. Avenue. And this way we could, you know, we'll need, so I don't know if Governor Cuomo, it's going to be like with the ventilators, we need more heaters. You know, it's not that kind of a thing. It's not a, a life-saving thing. It's a, it's a comfort thing. But I do believe there's plenty and the heat uh, industry will swing into action. And uh, frankly, I don't go to ski resorts, but I imagine there are people who don their Marmot or uh, uh, Monkler uh, ski jackets. And I think the newest thing will be as I know it will be, Tommy, stylish outerwear for your outdoor dining in the winter months. Wow, that's that's interesting. Well, I think that article stylish already... outerwear yes. for outdoor dining. Let me just say that again. Let's, let's say it. That's your New York. Yes. You're making it so easy for the New York uh, Times <laughs> writers for, for the lifestyle section. They actually have you gave them their headline. Oh, that, that's the cover. And uh, <laughs> And, I, and it's not even a question of what, if, it's just when. And, and it's maybe right. the magazine will be two, three weeks. You know, it's a little lag. The, the magazine takes a little bit yeah. longer than the, than the daily lifestyle yeah. section. Uh, but but uh, without question, that will be the, the next big thing is stylish outerwear for diners uh, in our current circumstances, eating outside during winter months. And if you go even further... And to take an invention, another one for the wait staff, because yes. you can't go with a, a cocktail dress out of the old uh, Playboy Club era. No, you have to wear something. And this wait staff, which is so marvelous, they need to right. be protected, too. But also they're going in and out, Tommy. What do you wear then? So I think the fashion designers need to go to work on that, something that works in and out. Well, exactly, and and also is a cert, has certain PPE protection. Oh yes, well, of qualities. course, of course. So so uh, that uh, so from head to toe, face mask, goggles, gloves, and uh, stylish outerwear that keeps them warm as well as safe. You'll see a complete. It, it'll almost be like this futuristic garb, uh, a almost space garb yeah. of the waiters and waitstaff. Yeah. Uh, 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 and um, yeah, that's wow. I'm just imagining it right now. That's going to be what we'll, and and we, so we won't necessarily have to see the faces of our waiters. Um, well, it would be what about that, Scotty? Is that going to reduce the enjoyment uh, of the dining experience? Well, you know, I have done some outdoor dining, and I've never, I haven't seen a full face of a waiter, and uh, I've just seen their eyes. And somehow, you know, tell me again. This is I always use this analogy when you go to a subtitled film. Uh, every, after a few minutes, you really forget about it and you think they're speaking English. So I basically, <laughs> in my mind, That's I've right. been seeing their faces. You know, I, now I look at them and I see the face. So, so, the, so the brain fills in the faces yeah. and, 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 uh, uh, if they're not available. So in your memory, you saw their mouths move <laughs> and you know if they had mustaches or not. Uh, yeah, well, otherwise it would be disturbing. You're, going, you're, you're being spoken to by someone with eyes, just eyes, talk, taking your order. Uh, the, the eyes are telling you about the specials. And that would be scary. So it's scary. It is as scary. you say, Tommy, the brain overcompensates and creates yeah. a facial 
uh, description that we can take right. in. Recreates the imagery yep. uh, just just to just to calm down the rest of the brain that gets worried about it. Yeah, I, I, I mean that that right now you just sort of demonstrate one of the powerful healing effects of the human mind, Scotty. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I uh, uh, I did not expect that when I <laughs> when we started this podcast that we would be uh, delving so deeply into the the un- unknown capabilities of our human minds. Well, we do. Yes, we do that. And there's so much there. And I think this happens every day. We walk along and we accept the new situation. And I don't walk around all day going, there are these masked people around me. They're covered up. No, you just see, you look at eyes and you uh, pretty much uh, fill in the blanks. You adapt. Yep. You adapt to to the new circumstances and and, uh, the brain uh, compensates. Uh, I, I actually... I look forward to the day when when the masks are sort of are when uh, uh, screens. Um, uh, how shall I put this? Um, LCD screens, you know, that we use for uh, for computers and and you, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Flat screen TVs yeah. will be you'll be able to put the on, put LCD screens on cloth. They'll be able to be you'll be able to crumple them up and and then straighten them out again. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and so those will be worn as masks then you can actually have the handsomest mouths <laughs> in the world talking to you and moving and and that's what i look forward to when masks make you better looking <laughs> and give you better looking mouths and teeth teeth too because it's it's all lcd yeah it's yeah, you're, and it's so cheap i mean compared to plastic surgery, so cheap uh, hundreds of thousands this would be the price of the lcd 99 dollars amazon i'm sure seven yeah the mask yeah. and it would be soft on cloth yeah. that, that's the breakthrough and again that is one of those things where we did we just did the grunt work and let anybody else you know figure out how to make that work but we fi- came up with the idea of lcd on cloth which is coming let's face it i mean that's that is going to happen yeah. lcd screens where we where we can see view tv on a person's <laughs> mask yeah and you'll gra- you know gravitate towards people showing something you want to see and you comment yeah on. that's right you did it wouldn't have to be a mouth it could just be cnn yeah. and you go <laughs> and you just go over there you take a little <laughs> look going and you nod like thank you and go sure of course you know, and you could have a movie like Sullivan's Travels. Yeah, Sturgis, a movie. It could be a movie. You know, movie. classic <laughs> films. You know, to attract different people, whatever you want to. And, uh, you know, we movie masks, yeah. they're called. And, and and who wouldn't want one and who wouldn't want to be uh, treated uh, by, uh, well, waited on by a weight person who is wearing a movie mask so that while they're asking you what you're what to, or also what they could say, well, uh, when they're talking about today's special, yeah. they could actually appear on their where their mouths would be on their masks. So each special would just flash just automatically. Be, yeah, going and we have a automatically, beat. so you could see the special as they describe. Wow, Tommy! It. I mean, what a breakthrough! In fact, the Culinary Institute is jumping on that, and that actually would go beyond the pandemic because very often they do the special, and you you, too, you don't really get it, and you're too embarrassed to kind of go. Uh, can you tell me what that uh, the third one again with the chicken? What did it come with? And they they say it again. And you still don't really know. But the picture, right? There, like in diner menus, yeah. which I love. You just see the picture, yeah. And you go, ah, oh, look, and you look to your. Bag, I think that looks good. Yeah, look at that. You know, yeah, yeah. And desserts too, right? Really, the dessert tray. You just <laughs> log it. You know, load it in. And so, so that makes me think. Once those masks come out, and they will. That's an inevitability. Yeah. That the. the 
LCD screen on cloth. Once once they get LCD on cloth, then you can oh, yeah. 100% bet that all waiters will be wearing LCD masks. After the, after the vaccine has been fully distributed and all this is in the rearview mirror, will they still wear the masks just because it's so fun to have a waiter show you the well, specials I, I, while they describe it? I think it would be hard to go back, Tommy. I mean, you'd be go back, going, uh, yeah, I'm glad we're you know, we could relax now, but I, I like when you could see those specials. So maybe there's a way to do it on their chest, possibly. Uh, oh, you know. good point, Scott. Yeah. They yeah. wear clothing. They don't have to cover their face no. anymore. No, that See, this is why, you know, you have earned so many Nobel Prizes because of that kind of uh, uh, problem solving. Because I, well, I was worried for a second. I was thinking, yeah. these are great. But then the pandemic will end. I, I think that's the first time I was ever worried about what happens after the pandemic ends. Well, because it would impact specials and the waiters. And, so that's the and, beauty and, of it. and their still... face masks of yeah. the future. You know, that's right. that's the so it, 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 I think that was the first. But you solved that problem because, yeah, they could just wear uh, clothing that had LCD yeah, screens just move it down. on it and could yeah. show the specials and. Yeah. And other things, movies as well. The, the The only thing is, though, what about people who really do look better in their masks? Like, well, will they feel weird about the end of the pandemic? No, and well, take their masks off. Well, first of know? all, I'm glad that we can just 100 percent root for it to end and not feel like, oh, although I wish we could. Because I fully believe that I will continue wearing masks on the subterranean train, on the subway or a bus. Oh, but really? I, so I, even I, after the pandemic, you'll continue I, wearing a mask? I think I would, because that's one place where I don't. You know, you know, I mean, I could cavalierly take it off for a second, but I think that, you know, just for colds, remember when getting a cold? I mean, I've, yeah. I've followed all these things before, like, oh, I shook his hand. I, I was doing right. this way before the pandemic about just fearing getting a cold by all this. Yes, so, so, Scotty, that is absolutely right. And I actually, I remember seeing people uh, in Asia that, that after they would yeah. have these, their, their little uh, epidemic, little, now they seem little, that they're epidemics and then they would wear masks and they would keep wearing masks. Like you, you'll see in, in Japan, people just wearing masks because they have a cold because that's being a public spirited citizen. Absolutely. And I remember, I think I've mentioned this before in the show where there was a time where you'd see someone in the streets in Europe with a mask and there was always this fear like, oh, do they have a disease? That right. Or, or are they because I didn't know we didn't know about masks or what are they, you know, do they have it or they're protecting or whatever it was? No, I remember you telling me a story. It wasn't yeah. uh, it was only a, oh, I would say seven months ago. You told me this it was story right before of, the pandemic. I remember I was going in between subway cars because two of them had distasteful things on the floor that may be yeah. the worst thing. But I wasn't sure. And I was running between cars. So running away from, from from one car and then each car had a distasteful had thing something. on the floor. Yeah. And then you came to a car. Uh, and what happens? Well, I said, oh, nothing to say. So before and I put my hand on the, you know, the thing to hold on. I looked down and it was a lovely Asian woman with a mask, 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 mask. <laughs> and in those days, again, I thought, oh, no, I escaped that only to find this. But yes, of course, she was <laughs> very conscientious. And now right. we know why people wear. Masks. Now we know. Yeah. But in those, but, but at that time, that was that your hair stood on end. <laughs> uh, 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 at least by electricity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> by magnetic power. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, you, but but now you realize that masks are our friends and that the, uh, uh, there was nothing well, it's not that there was nothing to fear exactly, but they were the ones who were probably protecting themselves. Well, actually, and now actually I have the line for that, Tommy, that could be get me back into Clio uh, uh, consideration. Uh, 
years, you know, before this, we used to worry when we saw somebody with a mask. Now yeah. we worry if someone's not wearing a mask. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> wow. I, that, that really is, you know, uh, um, uh, it goes up there, you know, it's one of those saying, it really feels like one of those historic sayings, what you just uttered, Scotty. Well, I'd love and, it. To... And in a way, it, it, it means so much more than just about wearing masks. It's about mankind and, and uh, how once I feared a, 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 a person wearing a mask, now I fear that they wear not a mask, something like that. And, yeah. and, and in a way, the mask is just, the mask of our humanity. It's, it's bigger than just the mask to protect us from yeah, COVID-19. Yeah, no, it takes on a whole other meaning. And it, yeah. It, yeah. And so hopefully that can of... get me into some other award categories too. Because <laughs> it, I'm glad you said it, Tom, because previously it might just be a science thing, which is great. Yeah, I love those, those awards. But, no, they're great awards. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're fun, nothing, nice party. Not to knock the science No, no, awards. no, they're great. They're well-pointed. But, you know, you want to be open to the literature, to the just yeah. symbol that... It, you know, Right. Like the, the great saying awards, like who, who, who does that? Like the, the great sayings, what is that even called? Sayings doesn't seem like the right word, but you know, the, 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 what you just did, yeah. the, the quotable quotes, we talk about. Yeah. Quotes, familiar familiar quotations. Yeah. And uh, phrases, expressions, and phraseology, like the phrase makers that, that we were, we were discussing that, right? Yeah, phrase right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 who does the, who does the awards for the great phrases? Uh, and I, I don't think there is an award show. I know that I've never heard of anybody inviting me to any awards party. No. For phrase makers. No. And also again, the compensation. I mean, I'm not asking for it for mine. I'll donate it to uh, uh, charities or go to mask uh, companies but uh you know really then when you come with a great phrase what do you i mean i don't want to be mercenary yet. what do you make from a great phrase yeah, yeah. And, and 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 how do you uh so how do you get paid too I yeah mean, sure you can uh have you, you could work out a set of you could copyright your phrase yeah and then try to pursue uh royalties for the phrases used, but that you don't want to discourage the use of your phrase. You don't want to come down on somebody, the first person who quotes you and that say, uh, thanks for quoting me. I'm very flattered that you quoted my phrase. Uh, that'll be $500. Um, again, you know, whenever you can pay it, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a little discount because maybe you didn't know. Yeah, and then it takes the enjoyment from them. It's a little- Yeah, it's like, right. Who's going to quote you if they're going to get a smack with a $500 bill? Yeah. Does it have to be $500? No, no, it could really be a penny. I would, a penny a for your penny. thoughts, you know? Maybe that's what they originally was. I'm yeah, penny for your thoughts, and those add up. Yeah, a hundred thoughts, and you got a buck. Well, it's worldwide too. Even I, we, because translations count. You know, it's the same. That, well, of course they count. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so you're saying you would go as low as a penny for a quote? I, well, I think just to get people into it, and also, yeah, I think that's right. I think yeah. that's good. It's a good. It's like for one cent, you can quote Scott Blakeman's line about math. Yeah, who's not going to do it for pen? Nobody even picks pennies up anymore. So they'll start with Nobody. that. And uh, <laughs> no. also the what about enforcement, though, that is the thing. You're going to have to hire thousands, tens of thousands of phrase enforcers to be there, you know, just like they do on radio stations. And, yeah. you know, and, and uh, that's a whole new area. That, um, you're right. And that's what the, and, and, and there's a job for you. I mean, you know, does that job pass the dating test where what do you do for a living? <clears throat> I'm a phrase enforcer. <laughs> Sorry, what? Uh, 
and then you take out and show your badge because I, I think it has to be. Oh yeah, you, you have, have to have some kind of identification. Yeah, some kind of identification well, it is card. You know, in a way. So yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of a. It's almost like a title searcher, probably. It's it's not an elected office or 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 something like that. I think it's probably, you know, you you, you hire a phrase enforcer if you're a phrase phrasist and you've heard your phrase being quoted and you didn't get paid for it. Yeah, yeah you, you that's what you do. Yeah. And uh, is it a cool job? That's my question. Is it something where like, you know, where it takes a lot of you know macho guts to go up to somebody and say hey buddy i heard you quoting uh the line about <laughs> i once i once feared a man who wore a mask <laughs> then i feared that he may not something like and that. then they sometimes they deny it paraphrasing too oh, can you paraphrase? well that, that get around it is that a loophole well let's go to the courts on that uh, there's many different cases some said it has to be the exact wording otherwise that's what the phrase is there are others now saying if the intent of the phrase is there. It counts as the phrase. So we don't want to get too legalese with everybody right now. Yeah, no, but it could be yeah. something for the next uh, Supreme Court. Oh, well, to deal well. With. So yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I think you got to lay it, lay out the problem as clearly as possible. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Is paraphrasing? Should you be able to charge somebody who's paraphrased you uh, your quote? Uh, and um, and that's just something that uh, whoever becomes whether the Supreme Court is 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 packed or not, that, that's going to be a real. That's going to have to deal with. Board. And also, the question is, uh, well, first of all, it might you were saying earlier about is this a good job to have the phrase enforcer? I say yes. It's very social. You have to be out. You can't stay in your apartment. You got to get out. No. There. You got to go to parties. You got to go to gatherings. You got it. That's where they live in the parties. That's where yeah. most of the quoting happens. Yeah. So it's a great. Oh job yeah, very if social. You like parties. Very social, and you can have fun. Oh, you can a, drink. You don't. You're not like I'm on duty. Well, you have to drink a lot. Yeah. You're at a party. You can't stand out and not drink right. if you're a phrase enforcer. And then everybody got. They they know you're a phrase enforcer, and they and then they guard their language. Well, that is you the key. Though could be like the great uh, restaurant tour uh, restaurant critics who would hide their identity. Uh, yes. so I think that would happen too, because otherwise, you know, who's going to say the phrases if it's going to cost them money? So you got to really Nobody. blend in Nobody. and look like everyone else, but then you got to yeah. run off and take notes and 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 uh, right. And and a lot of times, body cameras uh, well, are doing a lot of your work yeah. now, yeah. and and so you can just tap a tap a person on the shoulder and in a friendly way say hi. Oh no, I'm just I. You know, introduce yourself, and you know you've got a drink in your hand. Just kind of say, yeah, I noticed you said that uh, <laughs> that uh, line about uh, people who wear masks once frightened you, but now you fear them if they if they do not. You know, that's a phrase uh, uttered by Scott Blakeman, and and uh, and Detective then they would recite royalty. the exact date and time. Yeah, yeah, and it's a royalty when, thing. Now, generally, look, most people, I believe in the good. Most people would be happy to pay up because. Sure, just like you know, music. That you, that's what you have to do. And like, we don't randomly right. play and songs on this podcast. That, it, I agree. Ninety nine percent of the people are totally honest about it. They're happy to pay yeah. up, and they will pay up. And 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 honestly, in a way, I'm joking to suggest that the that the phrase enforcer would actually show would would actually tap you on the shoulder at the party. I think he would probably send you a bill. Oh, it's all done. Yeah. Discreetly. Oh, very discreetly. That's well. That's the key because you don't want to be known. You want everyone turn around. Hey, we got a phrase in force. What? 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 You never yeah. reveal. Then it's like <laughs> get out, and you can't really say get out. Yeah, but, right. But you know, uh, 
and stay, stay out. out. And then, yeah. so yeah, so it's no, that's that's why it's a great job. No, that's what you don't want to do. That's like the young, you know, bucks, the the, the phrase enforcers anxious to make their mark, they make that rookie mistake. Yeah. And and sometimes they'll tackle somebody to the ground and and reach into their pocket and try <laughs> oh, to get no, money out without explaining what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, the, so that's yeah, the ones who haven't had the full training. Yeah, that's not that's not what it is at all. It's very discreet, very you know, uh, polite and wearing wearing the right clothes. Oh, everything. No, so actually, it's a great job. Look like a gum. Oh, no, you got to really blend right in. Be like, hi, you're one of the people. You're one of Tad's friends. Yes. You don't go. <laughs> hmm, you look like you're a narc. Just like almost like a narc in a in a positive yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what I'm not saying yeah, no. narc is negative, but different. It's different. No, no, you, no. you fear a narc here. You shouldn't fear a, a phrase enforcer. Just do what Let's, you're doing. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Civic duty. <laughs> and uh, well, Tommy, what a delightful wow. romp through things that I assure yeah. you no one has ever talked about or is talking about today or tomorrow, except for the ones that's who great, took our idea. That's a relief. Yes, Scotty. It's a relief. Yes. You know. Well, and uh, it's a relief to know we'll be back here again tomorrow where I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm always going to be Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this.